Southview. Welcome, 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 welcome. Happy Easter weekend to you. Tonight begins our Easter weekend at Southview as we celebrate together Good Friday. And the point of the evening tonight is to set before us what makes Good Friday so good. Uh, and, and as we see the goodness of God on this day and what it celebrates and remembers, we're drawn to Jesus Christ and just love and affection for him. I want to read a scripture to you as we start off here tonight. It's in the book of Colossians chapter 2. It says, And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Here's what this means. When Jesus Christ went to the cross, he was actually, the, the, the language used there in Colossians chapter 2, verse 14, it's, it's warrior language. When Jesus went to the cross, he went to battle. And, and during this time, as you won in battle, Many times you would bring captives back to your homeland, bringing them to open shame, showing your people, here's who I conquered for you. And that's the way Jesus describes your sin and the demonic forces that may seek to come against you. He crushed them on the cross, brought them to open shame, and looked at you, his people, and said, this is who I conquered for you. Good Friday is good because Jesus Christ sets you free. Good Friday is good because he took your sin, nailed it to the cross. Good Friday is good because Jesus used the one thing that Satan thought he was finally winning, Jesus used that to kick him in the teeth and bring total ultimate victory. Good Friday is good because Jesus Christ died in your place for your sin so that you can be free. So tonight we're going to worship Jesus. And Tonight, you have freedom in this. As we stand and sing, if you'd like to come forward and pray, you can do that.
you'd like to raise your hands, raise your hands. If you feel the need, uh, God impresses on your heart to go to someone in this room and talk to them, encourage them, share a word with them, share a scripture with them, pray with them, or ask them to pray with you, do that. We just want to come together tonight, worshiping Jesus, ministering to one another as a family of God, and setting before us what makes Good Friday so good. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus, that you went to the cross despising the shame that it brought you, but you did that for us. Good Friday is good not because of just what you did, but because of who you are and who you did it for. I pray, Lord, today that what makes Good Friday so good becomes alive to us. I pray, Lord, today that there's someone in this room who does not know you as Lord in that way. They will see today, Jesus, you went to the cross for their sin so that they can be forgiven, made right with you, and be brought into the family of God. And I pray, Lord, today salvation would rise up in their hearts. I pray, God, for your children that are here, Lord, a greater love and affection for you and a greater awe and just overwhelming worship of you because of what you did for us on that Friday. Thank you, Jesus. Empower your people today as we worship you. We pray this in your name. Amen. Good evening. Good evening, church. Good evening. Watch if you feel led to stand and sing with us. Stand and sing. Sit and reflect. But in all things, may we give praise and honor to our God, the greatness of our God. Let's see. From the dawn of creation, this world has been crying out for hope, for a hero to save us. Yes. We long for the supernatural. But there is only one God. Save the day, so clear the stage, clear the way, heaven and earth are singing. Glory, hallelujah, let the whole world sing. Sing it out.
thinking today of the scripture where he talks about, he says, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. And the truth is, church, that this world is in a mess, and that's nothing that is brand new to anyone. It's always been a mess. We gather here to glorify God because when we're here, we say to the world, we believe that Christ is in control, that his resurrection, his death on the cross, and his resurrection paid the price for our sins so that for all that would believe, we would come to him and we have a reason to sing. So for you the man or the woman or the child that you're struggling here tonight, I'm talking directly to you. There's no hill that you can't climb without Christ our Savior. So I encourage you, if you've never accepted the free gift of salvation, I implore you to listen to the Spirit of God and accept that today. Listen to His people sing as we celebrate no matter what goes on in our lives. This song is called Raise a Hallelujah, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to sing. Raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemy. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. Yeah. I raise a
give us the freedom to bow. Give us the freedom to stand. Give us the freedom to pray. But in all things, calls us to worship you. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are stilled, when striving cease, my confidence, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand.
is crowned with glory now. The Savior nailed to wash our feet. Now at his feet we for all to see. 
because of that resurrection. Scripture says, therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Let's let us offer to God an acceptable worship with reverence and awe. I encourage you, church, to not miss this time to simply worship our Lord, our Savior, Christ the King. You slept beneath the stars you named and numbered. Were tempted in the desert you
Amen. You guys can have a seat for just a minute. So, so as we think about Good Friday, right? So Good Friday is the day that Jesus was crucified. So I don't know if you're familiar with, with crucifixion. It was uh, uh, an activity, uh, a form of execution created by the Persians and later perfected by the Romans. It, um, it involves taking a, an individual that had been convicted of a particularly heinous crime. And first, it usually begins with what they call a flogging. Um, it's where they would have a, a post drilled in the ground and they would tie their, bend someone over and tie their hands to the post so that their back is flat and laid out. And they would whip them what's called a cat of nine tails. It's nine leather straps with bits of metal and bone and sharp rock tied to it, embedded in it with some heavy rocks on the end. So as they beat, it sort of tenderized the flesh and then the sharp objects would dig into the flesh, ripping it out. In fact, the word flog in Greek is actually the same word as skin, like you would skin an animal because that's literally what happened to them. They were just skinned alive. So they'd go through that process and then, and then they'd be crucified. And crucifixion is where they have these two bits of wood and they take a person and they would nail them to that piece of wood. Typically, they'd go through the, the wrist and not the hands as you would typically think because the weight was just too much. It would just rip right out. And so they would go in between the two bones and the wrist and then cross the feet and drive a nail through their feet. Usually this was done. They were crucified, typically completely naked in the middle of town just to maximize the humiliation. As everyone came by mocking and ridiculing and throwing things at them and spitting at them. And as an individual is nailed to this cross, actually the way that you die in crucifixion is your lungs eventually fill with blood and you drown in your own blood. And the only way that you can get air while you're breathing is to push up on the spike that's in your feet. Catch your breath. And then drop back down. And catch your breath. And drop back down. And they would typically put a seat on the cross to have the person sit on it. So that they would be elongated and allow them to live longer. And many times people would try to scoot off the seat to expedite their death. And so to stop them from doing that, they would drive nails through their hips into the seat to make sure they stay there. On the rare occasion that a woman was crucified, they would flip them around so that they wouldn't have to look at her in the face while they're doing it. The Greek philosopher Cicero said, crucifixion is so vile and barbaric, decent men and women should not even say the word. In fact, um, our English word excruciating, this is where it comes from. Ex from crucio the cross. Literally, what's this? The, the crucifixion was so vile and disgusting and barbaric, there wasn't a word in human language to adequately describe it, so they invented one. Ex crucio. That is just from the cross. There are no words to describe it. It is excruciating. When you think about something so heinous, so vile, so disgusting. How in the world could we take an event like that and call it good? 
the reason Jesus experiencing that makes today Good Friday is not because it's not Good Friday is not good because of what happened. Good Friday is good because of who it happened to and what happened as a result of it. Good Friday is good because Jesus went to a cross you and I should have been nailed to. Jesus was not crucified because of his sins and failures. He was crucified because of mine. Good Friday is good not because of what happened to Jesus, but because now as a result, what doesn't have to happen to me. In John chapter 19, we see the end of Jesus' crucifixion. And in John 19, verse 28, it says, After this, Jesus, listen to this, knowing that all was now finished, said, to fulfill the scriptures, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, It is finished and he bowed his head and gave up his spirit that is profound he says when he realized that it was finished he asked for something to drink he drank and then he proclaimed it is finished three words in the english one word in the greek tetelestai it is finished he says he gave up his spirit that Jesus died so quickly on the cross, it shocked the Roman guards who were in charge of it, so they drove a spear through his side just to make sure he was really dead because they were kind of surprised it happened so quickly. Why did Jesus die so quick? Not because he was weak. He died so quickly because what he was on that cross to accomplish had been accomplished. It was finished. There was no need to be there any longer. He went to that cross absorb the wrath that you and I rightfully own and when that was done it was done and so Jesus pushed up on that nail in his foot one more time filled up his blood-soaked lungs with just a little bit more air and as he dropped down one last time cried out to tell us die it is What is finished? The fact that sin rules your life is now finished. The fact that your past determines your future, that's now finished. The fact that you were an enemy of God, that's finished and over. Now by faith in Jesus, you're now a child of God. Here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you, number one, have you received the finished work of Jesus Christ to make you new? Have you been new, been new, been made new by Jesus Christ on the cross? Has the goodness of that Friday changed you? If not, tonight can be your night. I want to encourage you tonight. Jesus died on that cross, and then we'll see victoriously rose again so that you can be made new. Today, confess to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I know my sin sent you there. Thank you for dying for me. Forgive me of my sin and make me new. Tonight, do that and be made new and be saved. There are no magic words. Just simply profess, Jesus, I know that you went to that cross for me. Take my sin away and make me new. And for you, brothers and sisters in Christ, let me ask you a very straightforward question. Do you live as if it is really finished? 
Or do you still keep trying to work your way into God's good graces? Do you still live as if sin controls your life? If there's today, if there's a sin that controls your life, I want to encourage you right now, tonight, as we jump back in and worship, come to this altar, profess to the Lord that you know it is finished, and that you're asking him for the grace to move in victory out of that sin. It doesn't control you anymore. Jesus Christ says, it's done. So who gets the final word? Jesus or you? finished brothers and sisters let's worship tonight like it's really finished like it's really over like he really is victorious we get to walk in the newness of life that only he gives lord jesus we thank you for tonight we thank you for the opportunity god to gather together as a family and i pray god tonight god i pray that you would fill us with fresh insight and understanding of the fact that it is finished. The days where sin controlled my life, that is finished and done. The days where I was controlled by the guilt of what I did in my past, those days are done. The fact, the days where I look forward in fear of what might happen in the future, those days are finished. It is finished. We get to live in the new life that you give us, Jesus, because Good Friday is so good. Empower us tonight, Lord, to worship you like it really is finished. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Again, I invite you to stand and sing or sit and reflect. Come and pray. Find a brother or sister to pray with. Or just ponder the glories of Christ, who he is in us, and who he's calling us to be in him. Don't miss this opportunity to be in complete obedience to him. Let's worship.
quick to forgive. That Christ, your son, salvation has come. And we celebrate that work of Christ in our lives. Let's sing. of God has reached for me and pulled me from the raging sea and I am saved on the solid ground what is my salvation
Awesome, yes. Great are you, Lord. Holy and precious is your name. Mighty to save.
Years I spent in vanity and pride, caring not my Lord was crucified, and knowing not it was for me he died at Calvary. By God's word at last my sin I learned, then I trembled.
salvation's plan. Oh, the grace that brought it down to man. Oh, the mighty gulf that God did span at Calvary. sort of, if one song can summarize the gospel, this, this does a good job of it, that Christ's sinless life, dead, killed, literally, right, not figuratively, dead in the grave, but the resurrection of Christ, what Pastor Brad said earlier, the scripture says that if we, if the resurrection isn't true, that we are of most people to be pitied because we have no hope. But we have hope in our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so we celebrate tonight, but every day is Easter. Amen, church? Yes. We sing these songs every Sunday. This is a special event, but it's not a special event because Christ is still king. So we're going to sing this song for the sole purpose of glorifying him. I pray that if you don't know Christ, that you would come to him tonight. Lord, I pray for marriages that are struggling to be healed. God, I pray for the man or the woman who is struggling with an addiction, that you would, through your Holy Spirit, free him or her from that. God, I pray for the saints in this room to bind together and that our lives would reflect something completely different than this world, that they would reflect Christ and Christ alone. You have resurrected us. You have saved us for a purpose. That is to bring you glory and you alone. Sing and let's celebrate the work of Christ in our lives. He is worthy. Whoa. I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. Man's empty phrase, treasures that fade are never enough.
Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus, that when you died by faith in you, not only you died, but we died with you on the cross. And then when you rose to new life by faith, we rose to new life as well. So, Lord, I praise you, Jesus, that right in this room right now, it is filled with people who are walking in your new life. And I pray, Jesus, that you would empower us to to experience this life and walk in this life in greater and greater and greater and greater levels. Thank you, Jesus, for, for dying in our place. 
but then rising again and giving us the gift of your life. Bless your people for your glory and in your name. And the church said, amen. God bless you guys. We love you. Have a great night.